guys, happy Monday. We're here with a little bit of housekeeping. We are so excited that the Crafty Ass Female Book Club has started and is on our way. We're going to be here with a episode on Patreon on June 15th, and we are super excited to discuss our first book. Yeah, it's by Marianjou, Am I There Yet? The Loop-de-Loop Zigzagging Journey to Adulthood, and some of you Crafty Ass Females have already bought it, tagged us in it, kind of shared that you started reading it. Um, our Discord chat just about the book club has been a lot of fun reading some of you girls' takeaways. So, so far the experience has been just what we wanted it to be. <laughs> I know, it's super cool. Also, if you haven't picked up your ticket to Awesome Ladies Live, you should definitely do that. We will be hanging out here in East Lansing, Michigan, August 17th, 18th, and 19th. I will be teaching four workshops. Our theme is self-care through storytelling. Amanda and I will be hosting a live episode of Crafty Ass Female, and she will be speaking on a panel discussion hosted by one of our former guests, Megan Anderson. It is going to be fantastic. It's going to be amazing. And you uh, absolutely deserve a weekend away. And speaking of super fun, crafty ladies all in one space, today's interview kind of marks the end of our first trial of interviewees. We started with Allie, we're ending with Melody today, but we're so thankful to the five ladies that agreed to come on our show, be the first round of interviewees. We're so proud to have given you, to bring, to have brought you the stories and the wisdom that these ladies provided, and we just want to do that a whole lot more. <laughs> let's, let's head over to the show and let's introduce you to Melody Hansen. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedell, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. How are you? I'm doing good. Very excited about our guest today. Yeah, me too. Why don't you tell me a little bit more? Tell our listeners. Yeah, so today we have Melody Hansen on the podcast, and she's a modern-day female artist. She's living in the world today, and she's a super inspiring, crafty-ass female. So you might have heard me mention her because we've mentioned her in my supplies episode when we were talking about crayons, and I mentioned that I felt like a lot of her artwork, she used crayons, and she did like this nice, raw kind of you know, artwork with it. Um, you've heard me mention her and link to her in our 100 Day Project episode because she's kind of inspired what I've done and have been doing with the 100 Day Project. Um, yeah, and so she's an artist in the areas of graphic design, art direction, illustration, music, cur- curation, and writing. She has over uh, 63,000 followers on Instagram, and her shop, becausehonestly.com, uh, sells calendars, shirts, prints, stickers. She's super creative, crafty ass female. We're so excited to have her on. I stumbled upon her artwork on Instagram back in December, and it was just like a bunch of colorful handwritten sentiments, things like feelings, 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 and don't apologize for feeling something or a lot. And these were all things that were happening like when winter blues for me started kicking in. We recently did um, a mental health episode as well. So it was all, it all filled in. Um, it all affected me and, and hit me in that way. Um, yeah, so then last month, um, 
or in March, I guess, because this will, this will be going live in May. So in March, I took her um, workshop, which is called The Art of Being, parentheses, an artist, right? So it's like the art of being, the art of being an artist. I love like the, the tie-in with the title. And then Melody invited the members of that workshop to a live chat. And then at some point, it was just me and her in the live chat room. And we messaged back and forth. And Melody, I used you as a sounding board for my frustrations as a creative. And I was just so appreciative that you were there to just kind of sound off on. Um, And then I invited you to the podcast. And after a few messages, we got you to come on. And we're so happy you're here. So that was kind of my long intro to how I know you and everything. But Melody, welcome. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, I mean, was everything kind of accurate? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, much yeah. better than I would have introduced myself. So. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So you're a blend of a lot of things. Yeah. It's a bit hard to describe myself whenever <laughs> anyone asks me. So <laughs> I yeah, kind of just, is... I just say artist. I feel like that's yeah. Really... <laughs> but I say modern day because I feel like that's what modern day art is. There's so many mm-hmm. kind of branches into a, mm-hmm. how you're being an artist and how you're forming yourself into the creative you are. So it really is a modern day thing, I think, mm-hmm. that, that hyphen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you feel, uh, you seem to have found many things that work for you because I, I mentioned them and even music's in there. I don't even know you as a musician. <laughs> I know you for like yeah. the graphic art and that's the kind of stuff I gravitate to. But yeah. So, I mean, you could just start by, um, just letting everyone know kind of the evolution of how you got to this point. You can start kind of wherever you want. Um, how do all the things play out in your life today? Yeah. And so how did your creative blend of skills kind of come to be? Uh, I think I like to start when I was 12 and when mm-hmm. I was on Neopets. Um, I feel like that oh sort God, of yes. <laughs> introduced everything to me. Um, my dad brought back Photoshop. I don't know. It was probably like versions. 7.0 or something like that and um from that I just kind of started to play around with that and then on Neopets um had these guilds that I was a part of and designed these little banners and icons and whatever on my photoshop and from that um yeah just kind of started to do website I did a website about my life and probably nobody cared, but I was still very proud of that. <laughs> um, and then in high school, well, actually funny enough is in high school, I was really into acting, um, theater. And, um, but then in the high school that I was at, they had a design course. And so I took that and that sort of introduced me to like, I knew that I had been doing design. I just didn't know like what it really was. So that right, kind of, what it was called. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I, I'm doing all of this. I don't know if there's a name for it. But then totally heard that design was sort of what I was been doing this whole time. So where did you go to high school? I went to high school in Toronto. In, the in Toronto. Yeah. So I moved a lot in my life. Um, I'm originally from Switzerland and then moved to Florida. So lived in Florida for a while and then kind of did it all back and forth and then moved to Montreal and now I'm in Toronto so that's when I where I went to high school cool that's where you've been the longest yes it's been 11 years which is crazy to me (laughs) everything every other every other place has been either two or three years or maybe maximum four years so this is a record (laughs) 
So in high school, you took this design class. And I took a design class and the teacher. It had words. It had, yeah, the teacher taught us typography, taught us logos. Um, and that, yeah, it sort of kind of gave me a chance to say, hey, maybe this is what I want to do or kind of sparked an interest in the professional design world. Um, but I still, even graduating high school, didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, and it was going to this portfolio day at this college here in Toronto where you present your work without having any attachment or like just kind of show your work and get feedback. So I went to that and then got an early admission to this college. Uh, and that sort of, I was like, okay, I have no other option or like, I don't have any other, any other <laughs> ideas laid out for yeah. myself. So I might as well do this. So then went to Ontario College of Art and Design uh, for graphic design and then didn't last. So I, it was a four-year program and I was there for a year and a half, dropped out. And then, I mean, there was a lot of things going on, but I think mainly I was starting to do music with my sister. Yeah. And that took over. Like, I just felt like I couldn't put my attention in one place. So I decided to drop out and still didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) And then, yeah, just kind of organically started working with friends and people recommended some people to me that I started to do design work for. And then here I am, full-time graphic designer and artist. (laughs) Wow. And so... So dropping out of college to do music with your sister, did that come from like a music background? Did you have like... So both my parents are musicians and they met through music. uh, And music was always part of my childhood and um, did music in school. uh, And so that was always a part of me singing and and kind of the blend. My dream was to be on Broadway. Uh, and that's always been my dream. It was never to be an artist or illustrator or graphic designer. So that was like what I aimed for. And so the like the idea of performing and music and acting was like what I always wanted to do. But um, I guess we started jamming with my sister in our room. And then that organically also kind of led to, yeah, why don't we do this? And then started writing music together. And yeah, so I was just... I mean, I still feel like I don't know how to play instruments, but I still, I like, I, you know, just kind of learn gums, but. Um, oh, and like, so you made an album and stuff? We have two songs. So oh, man. we have two songs right now and we're working. So right now my sister and I are in two different cities. So it's a bit complicated to work on that together, mm-hmm. but uh, we are, um, going to be in the same city at some point this year so we're hoping to work on that at that time but yeah i listened to both of them they're both really good thank you you're so <laughs> it, welcome it was done yeah they were recorded about two or three years ago so it kind of feels like it's still like an old part of me and then mm-hmm. kind of have to create something new but um we're still proud of those two songs that we made so the music has just kind of lived alongside this like design graphic kind of work that you've done? Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to explain because in my mind, I feel like I'm not choosing one Mm -hmm. or the other. I just, whatever I feel is a good platform to express what I'm feeling, then I'll use that platform. And if there's, Mm -hmm. if I'll draw something and I don't feel fully satisfied with, with the way that I've 
use that platform. And I feel like I need to express more through music than music will be the outlet for that as well. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I feel like everything's sort of, it's like a cube. I don't know. I feel like design is like one aspect or like one Mm -hmm. side of it. And then I have to kind of twist or turn it to be able to be full and complete, like have all those sides of that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. I love that metaphor. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. So when, so how it all plays out in your life is kind of at any given day, what's calling you to kind of create or what the season is kind of like you're saying, your sister's not, so your sister's not with you. So it wouldn't be the season to make music when when you two get together. Gotcha. So if I asked you what a typical day looked like, you kind of couldn't tell me or I mean, it's very, so it's, I guess more design focused. Mm -hmm. Uh, So typically I'll be working on my design work and clients um so yeah that's right now but I feel like in a month or two that will change and that won't be what my day will look like right okay awesome Mm -hmm. um so just based off that um you know because this is let's try to work this in here right so (laughs) so this is so our podcast is called crafty ass female you dabble into craftiness kind Mm -hmm. of in a bunch of different ways but how we like to think about it is um crafty as in creative and the things you are making and Mm -hmm. the projects you're working on but also crafty as in being this resourceful person resourceful woman in the world today trying to rise to challenges meet them you know yeah like that so we've been asking all our guests that we've been interviewing kind of how would you in both respects kind of think of yourself as crafty as creative and crafty as resourceful I think creative well doing all of these things yeah Yeah, you're Uh, clearly very creative (laughs) that one always seems to like be self-explanatory I mean I don't I don't try to limit myself on what I can do I mean I have you know all these ideas and things I want to accomplish and I I still feel like I have not accomplished 50% of what I want to do um and I still feel like there's a lot that can still be done. And so I guess the ideas that I have in my mind to me is what makes me creative and um, finding those outlets and those platforms that, and those mediums that I can use. And then resourceful, I think, is the people. Like I think the collaborations that I've done in the past, um, the different types of people that I've worked with, uh, from all sorts of different industries and um, organizations uh, has been in a way kind of the way that I've kind of gotten to where I am now is um, keeping those people uh, as the the connections, but also like building the friendships and building the Mm -hmm. relationships that I have. I think. Yeah. You did, uh, you did a collaboration with uh, to write love, on now I'm gonna mess up the acronym. Oh my god, what is it? Try love in her arms. Yes, on her. Oh my god, I have uh, <laughs> migraine brain today. Yes, that was like super important to me right after college. Yeah, yeah, it, and it was the organization that I was in love with all throughout high school, and that was yeah. really close to me. So that was a very like full circle moment when that happened. Um. 
and I admire their work and I admire what they do and what they stand for. And that was to me, um, yeah, all through high school and even out of high school, that was something that I wanted to bring into the school and like talk with people about um, mental health being really important. And when, when Jamie approached me about working and creating something for Tourette Love and Arms, that was like, wow, like I've admired you and now yes. you're coming to me. So it's like, it was a, it was a pretty crazy moment. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know what uh, To Write Love in Her Arms is, it's a nonprofit movement dedicated to presenting hope and finding help for people struggling with depression, addiction, self-injury. One of the things that they do uh, more than some of the other organizations that help uh, people with mental health and mental illness, um, To Write Love in Her Arms really does uh, good work with people who are uh, self-injuring and self-harming. So that's why uh, it was really important to me throughout uh, high school and college. And when I saw that was on your website, I was like, I'm so excited to talk to her. I'm so glad that she did work for them. Mm -hmm. And the collaboration looked like um, from your end design and stuff? Yeah, so it was a couple t-shirts and I designed a calendar. It was 2015, I think. Uh, so we did, we did a couple of collaborations, a couple pieces together. And yeah, it was, I think that was the first big client that I had, or like the first big moment where I was like, this is cool. Like mm -hmm. doing this is cool. And the fact that, yeah, the fact that I always wanted to be somehow associated to this organization. And then the fact that it happened was kind of like, oh, I can, I can work with people I admire. Like this can happen. Like this is possible, and that was cool. Yeah, and bringing your message to people who need it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How long do you feel like you were a working artist before it kind of reached that point? Like you know, what I mean, how how long were you working on art before you felt like it connected and that opportunity happened? Was it, it was it a few years? Like I guess right from high school. I mean, you've yeah. been working on that. So. I don't think I took it seriously until I dropped out of OCAD and I dropped out uh, to the college. And still then, I was still exploring what I wanted to do. I didn't think of myself as an illustrator at all. Like, I don't think, I mean, I'm still kind of learning to embrace that title for myself. But at the time, I just didn't think I could draw. And the fact that yeah. that evolved into what it is now um is sort of yeah kind of amazing just for myself because i'm like five years ago i thought i sucked at drawing and then now i'm like can, like people call me an illustrator which is really bizarre yeah. but that's how it happens um and so i think i think I, getting instagram was a way like a cool outlet for me to be able to share those little doodles that I would do and then sort of how that developed into people being more interested in what I had to say or how I thought and what mm -hmm. I was creating. And from there, I think um, that sort of helped me to develop more. Like I created the Because Honestly series kind of for Instagram um, and with Instagram, right. like it sort of, it happened and, uh, on Instagram and started from there. And I feel like that was a big help in, 
in getting my work out there. And kind of like pinpointing your style, right? Because I guess mm -hmm. like, because I guess the way, because so how I think of you as a modern day artist is because um, a lot of your art that resonated with me is like this quiet, introspective truths. Like when I look at your art, mm -hmm. I feel like they're just quiet, introspective truths, but they're presented in a way that like 2018 wants to see it, where right. it's like these colorful, bold, simple, modern, like aesthetic. So I just feel like the evolution of your, like, cause you're, you, I just watched you struggle kind of with illustration and you didn't think of yourself until yeah. arrive here, but it's, the way that you've kind of formatted it is what helps it level up to that. You know what mm -hmm. I, I think? That's I, interesting I mean, because um, yeah, I feel like a lot of my work has been hand in hand with the internet because mm -hmm. starting on with Neopets and that evolution to now Instagram, like I feel like social media has always existed since the internet existed. Yes! <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> oh my God. She, Kristen says that all I the time. Been saying, I have been saying this constantly. We've been having my show for like, Every time we bring in bringing up the internet, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I like no, that's but okay. <laughs> we've been talking about this and like we've we've been talking about this forever and Amanda's like social media, it's this, you know, newfangled thing that's been going on. And I was like, I have been on the internet since I've been ten years old. I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. like Yeah. I've been on forums, like I've been on blogs, yes. you know? Like, like, oh my god, like I used to run home to go on AOL instant messenger to oh, talk yeah. to my friends. Yeah. Like Every single person that I ever dated, except for the person, my except for my current partner, I met on the internet. Like, yeah, yeah. I've had internet friends my entire yeah. life. And so, like, now engaging with people on the internet, it's just kind of, like, this has always been the way I've had friends. And, like, yeah. this is how I've interacted with people. And I can't... I, I just, I just love that you just keep bringing everything back to Neopets and that's how you just the forum toppers and then like, you know. Yeah, I've, it honestly, it, it shaped a lot of yes. what I do now. And, um, and the fact that it was a platform and there were other platforms at the time where you share things about yourself online. And that's, I mean, I, I feel like it's not easy vulnerability you know it's never easy to share something about yourself but I feel like I've been doing it since I was 11 or 12 so I'm like yes nothing really new to me and Instagram was just another platform to do that right just because the platform and the mode of technology changes doesn't necessarily mean that the way that you're reflecting yourself or Absolutely, the way that you're yeah. choosing yeah to, to put yourself out there is new it's just yeah. the, the the mode is new totally and I think and I think like Amanda like you mentioned the bright colors and that I think it was just observing what people are attracted to on this platform and so kind mm -hmm. of working with that and okay thinking okay what's like a clean way to present these little illustrations and text pieces so I would use that medium but like I feel like each platform has its own thing like each audience and each group of people that are on that platform are going to be attracted to like certain things so like on Neopets it was you know like the banners and things I was like okay I'm going to create banners because that's what people are call asking for and you know and then kind of shifted into MySpace okay MySpace is like this kind of platform you just kind of yeah go along with that and so Instagram is nothing different to me it's just like I still 
think the same way than I would in any other platform. So do you think that's a talent? Understanding the the people of the platform and knowing how you can design your art or design your story and tell you know your choose how you want to reflect your art for that platform maybe i don't know if it'd be yeah maybe it's a skill maybe it's strategy maybe strategy yeah is it something that i mean because i know it's something that i've you know learned over the years it's something that you you know a a talent or a skill that you hone Mm -hmm. and it sounds like it's definitely something that you've put a lot of thought into if you were able to like you just explained it really well to amanda how you know on instagram you know, people respond to this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. um, which well, is that's, very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that in my mind is why social media feels new because it's never, we've met ne- like, yes, we might've been uh, interacting on social media and, and gearing things, you know, to, to participate in it for years, but I don't think it's ever had this kind of effect where our work could be you know what I mean? I feel like it's the way people communicate. So now more than ever, all that we just talked about has to be considered or has to be a skill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there's just a lot more people consuming it now than there was yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. I think now it's just so normalized. Right. I mean, like if we if we take it back 100 years, you know, there were cars before the Model T. But, you know, when mm-hmm. the Model T came out and everyone could have a car that's when, you know, cars became the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and now, an industry. Right. And now everyone has social media. Right. I think it has partly to do with the accessibility of it. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, a lot, like, I grew up an internet kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, communicating over the screen has never, it's it's just always been a part of me. Yeah. And so, just... The new, the newness is not necessarily like I don't feel as that evident. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel that newness. The the thing that I feel is a lot more people being in on the the because I feel like authenticity has always been there on the internet, right? Ten years mm-hmm. ago, whatever. But now, like you're saying, Melody, it's authenticity mixed with popularity. Like, what is authentic yeah. to me, and then what is popular that people will respond. So it's that authenticity versus popularity and how it weighs kind Mm of. Well, I think, I think money has a huge part of it too, because um, again, taking Neopets as an example, I didn't really know what ads were at the time because Neopets didn't really have ads. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, saying that I've actually gone Neopets presently and tried (laughs) to play a game and then it didn't work. But anyway, um, that's beside the point. Um, but I went on Neopets now and there's all these ads. And I feel like the way that social media has evolved is that people are realizing I can make money off of this. And then that's sort of how it has become now. Absolutely. And then it tips more toward what's popular, not necessarily yeah, so what's like, authentic. Okay, how can I become popular? Because this is going to give me money. Yeah. I think that's like the motive behind social media now. Yeah, and I think I rem- a lot of our discussion back in that um, opened uh, chat room that we had yeah. was I think that was the basic of our fresh- the basis of our frustration because I was like you know here you are making stuff and you're an artist and like you make 
like your feed is awesome. I resonate with your art because it's on the feed, right? All that mm-hmm. social media kind of intertwining with it. But then how much of that authenticity and originality on your feed is what makes you the money. And then it, it kind of wraps up into like, you want to be a maker and you want to be a professional artist and you want to have this as your job. You see other people. That's another great thing about social media. You see everyone else doing it, yeah, right? So, so you feel like overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, gosh, all these women, I, I'm just as capable of them, but yet they're doing it. I'm not that whole, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. aspect of it. And then we were saying how like, this new culture of like influencer art. So almost, you know, I used to think if you make something great, you will become a maker because everyone will be attracted to this something great. But now it's almost like you have to be someone great in order to get the permission to make something great. And I'm not yeah. just talking about like at home on your table because you want to create. We we do that all the time. But I'm talking about if you want to be an artist, if you want to be a professional maker, if you have ideas that you want to get acknowledged for and paid for, yeah, it's frustrating because yeah. it's almost like everyone's trying to do it, mm-hmm. but you have to be someone before you can do it. I yeah. don't know. Well, I think yeah. appearance has so much to it because I don't think I don't think it's necessarily about being great. I think it's just appearing great, mm-hmm. and that's right. where it's like for me, it's like okay, I can be genuine because that's like the only thing that I know how to be, um, but authenticity doesn't always get you the jobs, you know, and that's kind of like something I've realized and something that I'm learning to kind of work around and like, okay, how do I still get these jobs that require me to do these things or be this person, but still be honest to myself and be real to myself. It's kind of like this balance of like, okay, one foot in professional world and one foot that's kind of like, still me mm-hmm. um so there's like a balancing of that i think of having, yeah but um, yeah, i think there's a huge balancing of that mm-hmm. i think that's like where the struggle a lies. lot of truth yeah. about like the things you both said of like there's a lot of money influences in social media and then the appearance of being great when you have a lot of money it's so much easier to appear great mm-hmm. all you have to do is take a picture or shoot a video it's you know you don't have to have a perfect life to shoot a 15 second video yeah just throw some money at it and it's very easy to appear perfect for 15 seconds yeah and I think that's where there's like mini explosions of things happening where people are actually being revealed as their true self and it's like oh my gosh that person is so bad but it's like (laughs) no you're just we've just been appearing making these appearances of ourselves or like pretending to be this for a while and now we're just the truth comes out at some point and so it's just and then we just have to learn how to actually deal with the true part of ourselves yeah that's absolutely true and so I think like because you create like emotionally vulnerable work and that's Mm. like a big theme throughout everything that you create so could you tell us like a little bit more about how feelings and struggle and even mental health kind of intersect with your work is that kind of what you you I mean, does that come is what comes naturally out and is the most authentic to you or is it like a choice to, to, to focus on? No, I think it's what drives everything that I do. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think for a long time in through middle school and high school, I had a lot that I was carrying on my own that I wasn't expressing myself 
or not talking to people about. And I think that's what kind of led to this explosion of needing to let it out. And, mm-hmm. and the way of drawing and uh, designing and just doing these illustrations and text pieces has been my way of letting those feelings free. Uh, and I think that has been really healing in a way. Um, but yeah, it's what drives what I do. And I find myself, like I'm in this place right now where I'm not entirely frustrated or I'm not mad at something. And then I'm just not motivated to do anything because those feelings are what drives my work. So when I'm yeah. like, when I'm not feeling anything in particular, I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have any inspiration because that's like those um, like bubbly feelings are what inspires the work. Um, so when something doesn't happen in my life where it's like, oh, this is super frustrating or this is upsetting um, or confusing, then I just don't really have that many ideas. <laughs> so you'd kind of call it crafter's block or just like crafter's kind of emptiness, I guess, <laughs> void? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I have to do more work and effort when I don't have those feelings mm. that drive it or when there isn't battles in my head um that I need because I I sort of see my work being my weapon of choice like I feel like when I have these internal mental battles that I think we all do and we all um face to me creating is that weapon to kind of like feel powerful and feel like I'm still in control and I can I can silence whatever thoughts and whatever feelings I have that are negative or dark or Um, And that comes through my work. And I think that's like where all the feelings and mental health comes in. Yeah, it's, it's, I stumbled upon your work in December and all your imagery is what I've identified like with each and every one. And it's really helped me these past few, I I went through a really bad case of like the winter blues these past few months. Yeah. And yeah, so I ca- so you've been new to me as of December, but I kept referencing you. Like I kept, you know, every every with every new post, it really, you really nailed it for me. And I feel yeah. like uh, so I'm just appreciative and oh, thank you. Thank for you. Your work. <laughs> um, yeah, but so yeah, because we just recently did a mental health episode, where Kristen and I just talked about our experiences with it, mm-hmm. and like we felt that that was at this point in time, the best we could do to kind of add to this conversation of just like mental illness and mental health is like a hundred percent real and like a hundred percent common. Like Mm -hmm. everyone goes through it. So yeah. So yeah, I I feel like your work is like your part. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's me. Like it's what's inside of me, what I go through and also what I observe because I do like to observe other people and situations and that's like I think it's an outlet for myself but also to kind of see what what goes on in the world and how people interact and how people behave and how people um I watch films a lot and that sort of is like a good way for me to understand behavior uh in a weird way but like old films or all new films, films too. All films. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, you wanted to be an actress. So I did. Like you identify and, with, yeah. And, and actually, theater was like a great way yeah. for me to understand humans and understand what goes on and in our brains and in in just who we are. And I so, what are some of your favorites? Of films. Oof. 
<laughs> we need to talk about eras because <laughs> um, one of my favorite films, I'm going to say Big Fish. Very good choice. Um, oh my gosh, I love Shrek. Okay, this is not. <laughs> oh my God, yes. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of, I mean, you could kind of look at Big Fish and Shrek. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They're like the, the same. same characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I love like the classic Back to the Future. Um, yes. 80s baby. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've been really into Hitchcock lately. So I've been watching a lot of Rear Window and Psych. I was going to say Rear Window, right? Rear Window is yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of blanking on my favorite films right now. But those are good. You know, there are so many good, like, old school films, new school films of just ways of, like, looking at people and yeah. seeing, like, why people do the things that they do. Um, oh, now I've thought of one. Arrival. Arrival is a spectacular film of, like, communication, I, interpretation. It's literally next on my list to watch. Okay. It's, it's new? Yes. Yes. Yeah, a couple years? I mean, one year? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I... I think it was underrated. I don't think it was spoken about enough, but watch it. It, it just touches on communication in a way I haven't seen in any other film. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited to watch it then. It's literally Why? next on my, my, on my list. Who I, I know is in it? Amy Adams. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so excited. All right. All right, so... Yeah, so this kind of podcast kind of happened because of the chat that we had based off your workshop. So let's talk a little bit about your workshop um, or your course, I guess. Would you call it a course, a workshop? Yeah, same thing. Same People thing. can take it online. It's yeah. self-paced. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's called The Art of Being and then in parentheses, an artist. And I just love that. Me with words and, and writing. I just love that. Um, yeah. So how did you decide this was something you wanted to teach and put out in the world and kind of the inspiration behind it? Well, I've been wanting to do something like this for a while. And I've been wanting to do a physical workshop, just haven't had the chance to get to it yet. And I thought the accessibility would be cool if it was online and if um, internet, like people internationally could access it. And so I did a bit of research on seeing if this was something that had been done before. I'd see how people did it, uh, what would be logistically good for people, like would work um, for people to access it and also be able to have that interaction with me and be able to get feedback or just kind of have a conversation about what that workshop was about. Uh, and that's sort of how it developed into this online workshop that I put together now. Yeah, I mean, it's it was it did it breed out of some, like a bunch of people asking for it, or like did you feel like based on feedback people would? Because I feel like they vis they see you as like a super successful artist in all these different avenues, mm -hmm. so that it would naturally you'd hear a lot of like, how did you do it, or where did you start? Yeah, or, you know absolutely. What I, mean? I think it's the questions, the constant questions, but also just the desire to share what I've learned, and I think that was the main part of it was. I know I didn't do it perfectly and I want to share that I didn't do it perfectly and I want to share my mistakes where I failed and where I succeeded and that being the starter of the conversation and then let people get what they can from it and also be able to get um, 
just an insight into I guess the life of an artist or like yeah. what that looks like, you know, because I feel like like we talked about, there's the appearance of being good. And then, you know, what does it actually look like to do what I'm doing or to Yeah, and you know, all the mud trudging. Yeah. Like totally. it really is like, a lot of work. The, yeah. The challenges, the struggles, because you know, if somebody comes on my feed and they're like, oh wow, this looks great. But it like in my actual life, it's like, no, there's a lot of struggles and a lot of challenges that I face and it's not all perfect. So that's kind of yeah. weird, stirred and yeah. Yeah, I, I think, love go ahead, Kristen. I was gonna say I think that's really important to talk about. Um because yeah. a lot of people see, you know, successful artists or, you know, especially um, women, I think, especially, mm-hmm. that are like, you know, who have made it out there or are doing things. And they're like, well, you know, she has it perfect or she's doing it all right. Or, you know, I don't see her failing at all. And then they see the imperfections in themselves and they're like, well, I've failed once or I've screwed up this many times. There's no way that I can attain that because I've screwed up and I know I will screw up if I try. So I'm not even going to try. And just the acknowledgement that like screwing up is inevitable on the way to success means like it gives so many other people the the ability to try. Yeah. And for myself, I mean, if I didn't make the mistakes that I did or if I didn't learn from those challenges then I wouldn't be where I am now so it's like exactly it's like the steps like I think we need to make mistakes and we need to do that in order to come to terms to where we are now absolutely and I think being able to connect with the artists like there's this new thing on Instagram art artists versus art or something right artists have been doing this where they've been Yeah, they've been posting like their face in the middle of a nine square and then their eight art, like, you know, but it's part of hearing their voice and realizing that it's a human behind this beautiful stuff, you know, and then, and then um, like even just before when you mentioned just now in in our conversation that you don't even see yourself as an artist and you're struggling, I mean, an illustrator Mm -hmm. and struggling with that term. It's like, I did, that didn't even cross my mind. Mm -hmm. Like I think of you, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people outside looking in are just like, oh yeah, she's good. She's got it. Artist check. That's one that I like mentor. But as your, as yourself trying to create, there's all these kind of blocks and challenges even mentally. So that's just funny too. It's like, I've, picture you as this this well-rounded put together she's landed on what works she's found her thing those are all big Mm -hmm, topics mm -hmm. in our podcast too but when you're in it you're like have I found my thing there's still more things I want to do like you even mentioned that before Mm -hmm. like you you don't there's so many more you want to accomplish but I look at you as accomplished you know yeah yeah funny yeah and that and the workshop is more of a mental internal conversation like it's not it's not about how to actually draw or how to put paint and paper it's like yes what goes on in my head what have I had to gain victory over in order to be where I am now like what did I have to conquer um it's more of that like internal journey and I'm kind of sharing that and then allowing people to sort of find their place in that conversation 
Yes, and that's what I loved. Yeah, and that's what I love so much about it that it took that angle. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, she's totally going like deeper. So you break it up into three sessions, and it's session one, identity, like as an artist and finding it, and then session two, ideas and creative voice, and and then session three, working as an artist. And what I found so interesting is like you could have made that whole workshop with just session two and three, like just ideas and create. But I love that you spent time talking about identity which had mm-hmm. which has everything to do with art but nothing to do with art you know what I mean like you didn't say yeah. like you said you didn't start with the ideas and start with the yeah. art you started with the person first totally. and in that whole first session you spend a lot of times even talking about fears and you provided yeah. like a pdf for fears and affirmations yeah. so can you talk a little bit about that why that was important to include I guess well that way that was my journey like that's been and still is my journey of facing fears and fear like anxiety has been a huge part of my life um and even even things like um I have shaky hands and so I don't draw straight lines but that's just something I've had to accept and I'm not gonna start trying to master drawing a straight line just because I can't do it, but I'm just going to embrace like, okay, because like I can be a pretty anxious person, you know, I have shaky hands. So my artwork is just going to reflect that and people are just going to have to deal with it. You know, it's like, I just have to embrace that. And how did I come to that point? Well, it was like years of embracing these fears and anxieties that I've had. Um, and even, you know, public speaking or doing any sort of showing up at events like that's not something that I like to do but it's just something that I've had to gain confidence in and I want to be able to share that aspect as well because I think that's like a big part of being human and being an artist which is kind of where the title comes from yes I loved it I'm glad I'm glad yeah no I really think people will just tap into themselves mm-hmm. in a whole new way as a creator through your workshop. So I, I totally recommend it. I'm glad that our listeners will be able to get linked up to it and yeah. take it if they want. Totally. So It's so nice to know that you're not alone too. Absolutely. I think that's a huge thing that I've had to come to terms with is like, I'm not going through this by myself. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think talking about it too is, is what we need more of. It really, really, really is. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first things like um, we started this podcast out about is we started having these conversations to each other. And then we realized that all these conversations that were going on in our heads for so long were conversations that are going on in thousands of women's heads across the whole world, like conversations that we're having in our heads where we could be having them out loud and learning more about ourselves and each other in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's great that there are these platforms and the outlets now that we can have access to all around the world that people can come in and listen to conversations, kind of like sitting in a living room and hang out with friends and just having that place. Yeah, instead of Neopet Guild forums. (laughs) I know, no. Don't knock them, Chris. (laughs) Well, it's just so much easier to click the button and then be in the yeah. video chat room instead of, you know, typing out every single word that you want to say. It's just it's just more efficient this way. We've evolved, thankfully. We, we have evolved. It's 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 good. It's it's. No, I, I hope that there will be more of these like more platforms like what you guys are doing. Um, just just not uh, organized conversations that are kind of, you know, more of like 
going the flow and organic yeah, and getting to the meat I think of what people are connecting with like that's I feel like that's not done it's like oh we love your product tell us about your product like we want like what is the like where does it come from like what's the source and then the source is always well we're not alone yeah. and I'm struggling with this and here's how it factors like it's always that's always the meat and then yeah. it's the, again the resourcefulness of how you're getting through it so I'm proud of our podcast for that we're mm -hmm. kind of like trying to get to the meat you know no I love that yeah yeah great and so 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 just spearheading off that um so you know we talked about fear but like i loved that you also so i feel like where a lot of us are connecting with our listeners is this like you're not alone in fear you're not alone in struggle you're not but then you really kind of in that piece in that first session of your workshop talked about affirmations and I talked about in our mental health episode that that was a new concept for me where I always thought affirmations were like a quick thing you say to yourself to pump up right mm -hmm. to like pump mm -hmm. yourself up and be able to do the job but you know how you kind of put it even in your pdf was like what how do you want yourself to be yourself like I'm, I, affirmations are a new thing for me so I was yeah. just wanted to ask the question just like have they helped you kind of with those fears and if so how and you know yeah. what do you use them for in your in your yeah. life and your art I I think it's believing something about myself so the affirmations are what I think this is who I am and this is who I truly am how do I become that and so these fears to me as I said in in or as I mentioned in the workshop are like I visualize it as like outside voices or outside characters. And I'm just like, no, this is who I am. And so it's like, how do I shut those down? Um, is just by kind of pronouncing those affirmations daily and kind of walking in it and believing them. Um, Cause I think it's like, it's one thing to believe, but then it's another thing to actually walk in it. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that affects the way you feel about yourself um, physically, the way you think you feel mentally, uh, and, and that's sort of how like these, I'll write certain pieces on my Instagram or whatever. Um, and that is like a way, like sometimes I might not believe those things in that moment, mm -hmm. but then writing it out and sharing it will be like a way to spread those affirmations. Yeah. So like, would you say a lot of your work are those affirmations? Like your one of your more recent one was like persevere, persevere, persevere. Yeah. Would that be like, that would be one of them. Yeah, totally. So it's like, yeah, it's like a it. way for me to yeah. um, let those affirmations out. And then I can go back to those. And those are reminders to me um, yeah. of things. And the way that uh, the fact that I write them to me is very powerful for myself because I'm like, oh, I've written this. This is something that I can, like a goal, or like something that I can aim for. Yeah, and, and even the style of it, because it's almost like a shaky affirmation, mm -hmm, right? Because exactly. it's like you're really trying to get there, but it's not picture perfect yet. So mm -hmm. I, I love and appreciate your art, but I've said that already, but I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So good. So, oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm kind of ready. I think we're ready for the lightning round, Kristen, if you are, unless there's anything else. No, and I think then, we're good. Yeah, it was a really great chat <laughs> and um yeah so at this point in the interview just to kind of wrap up and conclude before we head over to after chatter um we'd love to ask our guests we kind of end each interview with asking them a bunch of currently's lightning round you know spitfire a few sentence answers um based off of 
Kristen who created this currently card and it's been something a lot of our creatives attached with her over the years so we thought it would be fun to kind of verbally um, read through her list and see your answers so here we go so Melody what are you currently watching I just finished Bates Motel so I need to watch something else so I haven't picked whatever show I'm gonna get into or um, so that's I guess what I'm currently just you've watched all the seasons I watched all the seasons uh, (sighs) it's it's intense. It's a very intense show. I don't recommend it's, it to everyone, but it's very intense. Just the promo clips are intense for me. Yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, and and she's such a good actress. Oh, and everyone I'm like, is oh, so God. phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, good one. Yeah. But it's intense. It's intense. So everyone, be, be weary. Yeah. <laughs> Melody, what are you currently reading? I don't read. <laughs> uh, I I I don't. I'm really bad with books. I have very. I am too. my attention span is I guess I don't know if it's like actually like something that I physically have but I can't read more than two pages I fall asleep so I'm not oh yeah no we read like we're we're totally into like low impact like (laughs) we do magazine stuff um yeah I can't read novels because my headaches so uh yeah I usually write like the news which is you know (laughs) detrimental to my mental health but (laughs) I read memes yeah, yes! no, there you go. Perfect. So, <laughs> yes. Perfect. That works. Fantastic. Buzzfeed that quizzes. Works. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, we all read those too. Yeah, so, that's that's how I absorb. I'm glad, I say I'm glad I, we've opened up the. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, there's there's absolutely yeah. no. Yeah. No, we're not we're not strict with this at all. Yeah, we're not. No need to be a listicle super reader is, here is on Crafty. Okay. Absolutely. I'm glad. I love mm-hmm. it. What are you currently listening to? Who um. I listened to a lot of the same thing for months. So I've been listening to um, the Black Panther, Kendrick Lamar's album. Yeah. Very good choice. For the next, last two months. So very, very good choice. Yeah. To pump yourself up or you just, it's like easy listening. I just, I love it. Um, I also, thing. yeah, the whole thing. from The whole thing from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Love it. What are you currently making? I am trying to design some shirts and clothing so that's currently fun to add to your shop yeah (laughs) I've been wanting to do a little bit more fashion related work so that'll hopefully come out soon hey awesome and then they they can find that out through your Instagram and when you post that it's like live cool Mm -hmm. very cool what are you currently feeling cold Yes, (laughs) but also motivated. There's something I don't know uh, about the end. Hopefully, the end of winter soon. Uh, (laughs) That's sort of like okay, I can come out of my shell now. And I feel like each week we get a glimmer of hope until it's squashed by more coldness and more snow. But the glimmers of hope are coming more frequently. Now it's like I'm angry, so uh, (laughs) I'm just rebelling against this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But then it makes it all the more sweeter when it really is warm for like a string of days. You know, we're going to skip right to summer. So like by the time this episode airs, it's going to be like 95 degrees everywhere. (laughs) It'll be like, oh, I don't remember what cold feels like. Yeah. Me and Kristen say like since this podcast launched, it's only been winter. So as good or bad as we've been, we're only going to get that much better in the season that brings us joy. So we're like so excited. (laughs) Anyway, so okay, Melly, what are you currently planning? I'm planning 
the shirts and um i want to do more large scale work so i would love to have a solo uh, solo show at some point in the summer yeah. so that's awesome yeah because everything's been small small and i i want to experience my personal work in large scale i could so fantastic. picture a lot of your work like on a mural mm-hmm. on like a street mural mm-hmm. that would be fun yeah just putting it out yeah there. I, would love, <laughs> I would personally love to just see that accomplished or just yeah, see my work in, in larger scale yeah yeah that would be and amazing then, it would be and i see it <laughs> um yeah so lastly what are you currently loving psychological thrillers um hence Bates Motel and uh chocolate cake <laughs> and I don't know why I want to make it three things but um, <laughs> um darn it I had mm, We'll just keep it at that psychological thriller. Yeah. <laughs> they go so well together. It could be one right. thing blended yeah. at the same so, time. <laughs> watching a thriller with – and it's so weird because I hate – it's not like I – it's not horror movies. Like I, I hate horror yeah. movies. Like, yeah. I don't know. Something about the psychological – again, I guess it's behavior, like human yeah. intrigue that gets me in these films. Totally. I love it. I love it too. What a great interview. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. If you just want to see some more, hear some more, find us over on the After Chatter on patreon.com slash craftyassfeelit. If you guys want some more of us and Melody, we'll be over on the Crafty Ass Female After Chatter show on Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. Otherwise, we will catch you all next week, Monday mornings at 6 a.m. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 All right. Stop that. Stop your audio.